Do you want to know the secrets of the secondhand subculture? Everything about auctions, estate sales, appraisals, and downsizing? What about learning how to make some extra money in the resale world? Well, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Why Don't You Want My Stuff, the podcast hosted by professional appraiser, auctioneer, and the host of YouTube's Last Week at the Auction, Josh Levine. Hey, what's the name of this show again? I forgot. Why don't you want my stuff with Josh Levine? Hey, that's me. And, uh, you know, recently we were uh, discussing thrifting for a living and how to buy and sell in the secondary market. Actually, we talked about how to buy at thrift stores uh, just a little while back. And today I want to talk about something I don't hear a lot of people talk about, and it's how to sell those things that we actually have purchased you know, because we want to sell these for a profit or because we're downsizing. I talk about downsizing a lot, but how do you sell these things? And there's so many different marketplaces and so many different places to sell these. I call them the ecospheres of selling because there are different levels of selling. So we're going to get into a lot of those today. Um, it's funny because I completely, I just, one hit me and I knew I'd be organically much better at than making some notes here, but, uh, so, you know, I think you're really going to enjoy this today. I'm going to talk about the pros and cons of all the different methods of selling, or at least the ones that I remember. And uh, so I'm going to start off with, let's see, I'm going to jump right into it. I want to start with yard sales. Let's talk about a yard sale. You know, people for years, gosh, I don't know how long, uh, yard sales are actually probably from about the 18th century or 15th or 14th boot sales. And in, in, uh, for those of you that are listening in the UK, uh, yard sales, uh, garage sales, this animal has been around for a long time. This is when you just decide there are things you want to downsize. You open your garage, maybe you place an ad, maybe you don't. Maybe there's a neighborhood yard sale going on, a rummage sale in the neighborhood. Whatever the case, there are people that are driving around on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday looking for you being out in your front yard selling your junk. Um, these have the pros would be, one, you get a suntan. Two, it could be a pro way to meet your neighbors or uh, actually terrify you to your own neighborhood. But it's also a really, I call it a stepping stone to the uh, donation pile. Sometimes you're like, I just can't give this stuff away, or I don't need the tax write-off. I, I think I can sell this for a few bucks. A lot of times it's people moving, you know, you've moved, you've moved all your, your things you want to sell, but you, I mean, you moved all the things you want to keep into your new home, but you have these things that you just, you can't just donate. You want to see if you make a couple bucks. Sometimes after a full weekend of doing this and some sunburn, people are just burned out and then they end up donating these things or they just bring them back in their house because they can't let go because they're hoarders. That happens too. But a yard sale, you know, you have to do a little homework. You have to know what to ask for things or you're just pricing it to blow it out. You get a lot of tire kickers, a lot of people that are just, you know, there because they're having fun. They want to, you know, go out and make a couple bucks off what they buy from you, but they have a better method of selling. Again, it's this stratosphere. This is the lowest form of reselling as far as I'm concerned. Not meaning you're a low person. I just mean you're not selling for top dollar at your yard sale. I have heard stories, but you're not. Next, we're going to go to the flea market, all right, which I did not have on my list, but it hit me. Flea market, uh, 
gosh, is, there's another name for flea markets that's escaping me, but I always knew them as flea markets. And you go to a location that is known to be selling the secondary market things, and it's the next step up. The prices are typically a little higher, sometimes a church rummage sale. You can ask a little more. There might be a motivation. People came there to buy secondhand goods. So they'll typically pay a little bit more. But again, this is a lot of work. They usually open super early in the morning. You're loading up. Um, for those of you that don't do that for a living, I call it the, you just fell off the turnip truck. You show up at a flea market and people who attend flea markets can smell the the fresh to the market goods. You will be the hottest ticket at a flea market if it's your first or second time because people literally prefer things that haven't been toted around from market to market to market and tried to sell before. So you'll have really good success usually day one and two at, at a flea market. But again, you have to know what to ask for these things. And typically, you know, the first few things you actually sell are the things you priced way too low. And I've gone to flea markets, sold things in the morning, and then saw it at someone else's booth for three times what I just sold it to them for because they knew their market and they knew they had someone that would pay more. And again, it's a learning, it's a learning curve. But again, there's different stratas of selling. And a lot of people that were buying from me at the flea market and at yard sales were actually going to put that on eBay or um, another method of selling. But before I get into the online methods, I'm going to go to uh, the estates, estate sales. So estate sales, you know, it sounds fancier. It's like vase vase, you know, estate sale, yard sale. But most estate sales, for me to classify it as an estate sale, it, it doesn't mean someone had to have passed away, but it usually means you hire a third party to actually execute the sale. So here in the valley where we're located, you know, um, there are a lot of estate sale companies. And what they'll do is they have um, in the most cases, experts that will come and price the items in your home to sell. Now that said, you know, the pros are these people know values and know for the most part, they're generalists and they've sold these things before in this market. So they know what they'll bring in this market. But on the con side, they know they have to sell it within this three-day, two-day, four-day window of time. And if they don't sell it by then, their contracts all say something different. So I, before I dig into that, let me give you an example. So you're having an estate sale and you have some furniture and they believe your sofa will sell for $300. So they price it at $300. But again, you're only as good as who's shopping that weekend. So it's a busy weekend. There's competition. You're your um, sofa doesn't sell. The next day, they might have 25% off or half price day. So it's now $150. And there, so it sells for $150. However, if it does not sell, many of their contracts say they own it or it will be donated or whatever, or you're stuck with it. And say you're moving and have closing on the house, it could be a problem for you. So really understand their contracts really well. But again, I find estate sales really great for selling the furniture and the decor, the larger things in your home. Um, and then we're going to get into another one, the auction, okay? And there's really two types of auctions, well, multiple 
there's two types that I'm going to talk about. First is the on-site auction, where this is an auction conducted in your home, and then the off-site or gallery auction, where the auction company will take everything up from your home that they could sell, and they'll take it to the location and, and sell it to a group of people that they already know are buyers. And then we have online and offline. So online auctions at a gallery setting tend to be for your higher end goods, your collectibles, your fine art, guns, coins, you know, et cetera. An on-site sale that's also online just provides another method for you don't have to have attendees at the sale, which sometimes if you're in a HOA or a subdivision that doesn't allow you to have a sale is a great way to do it because the only time it needs anyone to come there is when they're actually picking up things that are already sold. And the online method today is by far the best for auctions because, again, it's the entire world seeing your seeing your goods it's um it's basically all those keywords are google analytic gold and someone's looking for a specific thing you're selling and they're going to come across it there's a couple things to look for here a company that's competent in keywords and knowing the most important thing i've seen auction houses that will say you know this is a uh lane uh country cupboard, you know, model 685, and they have all the dimensions and great pictures, and it's fantastic. And then I'll see companies that say cupboard. So if someone's Googling cupboard, their odds of running into your cupboard are probably one in two billion. So there's certain keywords and things you want to make sure that they use. No one knows everything. So, hey, helping them sometimes and saying, hey, you know, that's a that's made by Broyhill or that's made by brand names really help. Everything really helps. So for an online sale, you can do them again, both on site or in a gallery setting. Having these keywords really help. The cons of an auction are you cannot control the market. The fair market will deem what it's worth. I feel that's the best way to sell. But again, sometimes you're attached to the item and you can't let it go, you know, and that happens. So an auction may not be for you. You then have consignment stores. There are several consignment stores around the valley here, but they're everywhere. And consignment stores, you can actually place your item in there and put it in there for a price. The consignment store will take their commission. Sometimes it's a, you rent your space and they take 10% of your gross of what you're asking. Uh, and sometimes uh, that be more the co-op, but the consignment store, sometimes they'll price it. They'll tell you, this is what it is. And this is what our commission is 40, 50%, but that's what it is. But again, they also may tell you if it doesn't sell in 90 days, come get it or we're going to donate it because they don't want stale merchandise. And again, a lot of times the prices they're going to tell you are not what you want to hear. So there's that. Then there comes the ultimate one. Do it yourself. <laughs> DIY can be several different things. And we're going to start with the, what I say, the lower strata of do it yourself. And that's going to be offer up Craigslist, Facebook marketplace. I'm lumping them all together. Each one has their better, um, their market that might be a little better. The pros for these there for me is they're good for the big stuff, the name, your price, and then you don't have to move it. So you go, I have this giant dresser. I have one left. I'm moving. I don't want to move the big dresser. I'll take 500 bucks for it. 
I put it on Craigslist and people can come and take a look at it and see if they want to. And if they like it, bring your friends, get it out of here. Great for that. An online auction of that, if you only had that piece, you're not going to find too many auction houses, if any, excited about they won conducting an online only auction for it's kind of not worth their time and picking it up and moving it may be so uncost effective for you. They might charge a moving fee and by the time the commission and if it goes and sells for 20 bucks, I've heard stories where you're going to owe them money. So again, maybe, maybe donating in that case is worth more as a tax write off. But then estate sale companies too, they don't want it. So maybe offer up Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace is a great way to try to sell something before you call Goodwill to come pick it up or another thrift store. Um, I mean, a thrift store donation. But again, these places, I find they're good for that. The decor, the things that you know someone could see in their house, a neighbor down the street. There's people that just scour. And again, there's also resellers that will sit there and scour these markets for the thing that they think they have a better market for. Sometimes they're consignment shop owners. Sometimes they're antique store owners. And they're looking for these things to fill up their store. But now there's the DIY for all your cool stuff. This is your Ebays, Etsy's. Uh, gosh, there's others that are escaping me at the time. But eBay and Etsy, the pros for these are they're great for smalls and naming your own price and selling it. It's a huge market. This is where I typically buy at thrift stores, yard sales, and other auctions trying to buy to resell on eBay. This is my bread and butter. Now, eBay, and, and I'm not doing a commercial for eBay, they just, they've made it easy. And eBay I used to use as an auction. It was an online auction for collectibles. Now I just put a price on it. I love the auction industry and that method of selling, but people, Amazon has done several things to the world. It's made people impatient. They don't want to wait for an auction to close. They don't want the thrill of the bid. They just go, I want it now. And eBay knew this years ago, and when Buy It Now first came out, I couldn't stand it. But I totally understand it. So people just want it now. They want a price, and maybe they'll negotiate. You can check that off. You can say, yes, I will accept offers. So you have a um, Kiss doll, Mego Kiss doll that's been in your collection forever, and you want to sell it, and you want $300 for it. It's new in the box eBay is going to do a couple of things for you there. It's going to show you what they're selling for currently. You can actually look at the price. As a matter of fact, their new app, when you snap a picture of it and say what it is, even the barcode, it'll actually suggest a price based on the history. You'll also find yours isn't that rare, and maybe other people have better boxes and cleaner than yours. Uh, so it's an eye-opening experience, but it's a great way to resell they even make the shipping part easy, but that's the thing. One of the cons I'm going to say about eBay and why I don't sell my dressers and large stuff on eBay is the shipping because it's up to you to make that happen. Now, eBay does have an option where you can say pick up only, but people are not interested in that. People, the Amazon effect, again, they want it and they don't even want to pay you really for shipping. They'll tolerate the actual shipping cost. But when you say, you know, this is going to cost $20 to ship something that they know priority mail is $8.95, they don't, 
They don't mind paying you $500 for the collectible, but they'll fight you over that 12 bucks. It's kind of crazy, but people's psychology plays a part here. But that Amazon effect really has affected shipping. And I know several sellers now just build it in and just say it's free shipping. It's free shipping. You know, they, it's not free. They're throwing 12 bucks onto the item, but. I find eBay and Etsy for the reseller to be the way to go. And then there's also your own site. If you're a DIY guy, you can use Shopify and create your own website with your own store. But then you, the power of eBay's marketing actually really helps you. But some people really like it. Some people open their own online auctions. And now there's even people holding auctions for their items on Facebook using Facebook Live and a chat. So the power that that's, that's, you know, technology just keeps being our friend. I'm going to go into one other thing too for pricing, and I'll do a whole show on how to price things and how to research them. But worth point is something I want to point out. And I have a link to it too. They'll even give me a residual if you click my uh, link on any of my stuff. Um, I've promoted them for a while. And again, it's just a affiliate deal I have with them, but I actually am a user. Uh, WorthPoint actually searches historically the price averages of things forever. And the, and the, the app just keeps getting better and better. So basically if you put in, I have a, you know, 1969 Hot Wheels red line, you know, purple Corvette, you can put that in and it'll show you in the last, you know, six months, the last three. 20, you know, however, whatever time period you want to look and whatever price point you want to look at. And you, you can see why, like this one was new in the package and sold for $4,000. It might make you, uh, might make you a lot smarter. And for shopping, it's fantastic. So is eBay's app. So is live auctioneers app. It's great for searching completed prices. And again, we'll do a whole thing on that. Cause that's, that's, um, uh, the way people search, maybe that's what I'll do next, because the way people search is really um, what hinders them in researching prices. I talk to appraisers all the time, and they'll be like, how did you find out what that was or what it's worth? Typically, people overthink it and don't just say exactly what they're looking for. You know, they'll have a purple Hot Wheels car. They'll have a purple Hot Wheels uh, car, and they'll be like, oh, cool colored awesome car and like Google doesn't care that it's a cool color, awesome car. They care that it is a purple Hot Wheels. So that'll narrow it down, do some image searches, etc. So that's what we're going to do next. We'll do uh, how to research and price. So I hope today you learned a few things. Just to recap, I want to say, you know, yard sales, you know, they're great. If you want to get a suntan and uh, you want to meet the neighbors, um, the cons are you can get a sunburn and a lot of frustration from selling and also probably give a lot of stuff away. But again, some people enjoy them. Estate sales, you know, the pros are you have a typically you have professional pricers uh, who understand the market. The cons are sometimes that contract and the neighborhood you live in, you know, and oh, by the way, I want to throw in there. Do not attend your own estate sale. Some of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life have been said about the person who owns the estate while the person who owns the estate is standing there. Um, you'll find out your neighbors know absolutely nothing about you or that there is a whole sto backstory to your life that you that your neighbors know that isn't true, which is pretty funny. Same with auctions. Don't attend your own auction. And again, the pros of the auction are the fair market. It prices itself. The market will decide if listed properly, if handled properly. 
Uh, the cons are you can't name your own price and control the outcome. Uh, DIY, you can control the price. You can't necessarily control what it, if someone actually purchases it, but you have a lot more control over if you're a control freak. Um, the, you have offer up Craigslist and stuff. Great for selling furniture and the big stuff. eBay, Etsy, great for selling the smalls. Worth point is great for pricing. That's what I got for you for today. Um, I look forward to our next podcast so I can get into some uh, research and pricing. And then I'm going to gamble with getting some guests on that might have different opinions than mine. Can you imagine? Anyway, till next time. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to Why Don't You Want My Stuff with Josh Levine. If you're interested in learning more or becoming an expert, please follow and support the show by rating us on your favorite podcast player. Engage with us. If you have ideas or questions, send an email to josh at joshlevinespeaks.com. Or you can visit www.joshlevinespeaks.com. We'd love to talk about your question on the show. This has been a T-Door production. Music by RKVC.